Audio Mission. Audio Mission. A CMS podcast. A CMS podcast. Hello and welcome to this Audio Mission podcast from CMS, Church Mission Society. I'm Mike Stranks. Amongst the many prayer letters I get the opportunity to see, I always look out for the latest from Suzanne Irvine, a CMS short-term partner working for a year in Arequipa in southern Peru. Suzanne's letters always raise a smile with me, and on several occasions I've found myself laughing out loud. You see, Suzanne records every aspect of her daily life in the form of a diary, so the reader gets some great insights into just what it's like to be a mission partner in a very different culture, with all the ups and downs and the hilarity that results from that. You really do get a sense of being there with Suzanne. A few weeks ago, I thought that it really was time I spoke to Suzanne personally so that she could share with us something of her life in this year. Suzanne is an Anglican priest and works with the Diocese of Peru by working three days a week in a school giving lessons in English, two days a week in a children's home teaching games and arts and crafts, and on Sundays she helps with the church and Sunday school out in the country. When I spoke with Suzanne by telephone, I wondered just how it was that she came to be working in Peru for a year. I was working um, as a full-time chaplain at uh, Ripley St Thomas, a high school up in Lancaster, and it was such an incredible job that I didn't know what I could do in England next that would be able to follow that. So really I was thinking it's going to have to be something completely different. I have a heart for the poor, and Peru was already in my head, and I just decided I would save up from my job at the school and then I saved up enough in three years to come and support myself working here for a year and just conscious I didn't want to cost anybody else anything and I was just here to give. Do you think it's changing you? I arrived in Peru uh, last September and came to do a month at language school in Lima first. At the end of that month I met with the Bishop of Peru to chat about Arequipa and when the next step would be and two days later I was on a night bus for 15 hours to Arequipa in the south. And I'd come so quickly down here that there wasn't any time to organise anywhere to live. And then a lady at the church heard that I needed somewhere to live. And the bishop had said I was a bit poor and didn't have much money because I was supporting myself. And she invited me to live with her and her family. And in terms of whether it's changed me here, you might go to a place thinking, oh, I'm off to be a great missionary to change the world. Well, I never came with that idea. Um, I came thinking all I have to offer is myself. I'm a priest in the Church of England, in England, um, but they don't have ordained women priests in Peru. So I was aware that I was coming and didn't have massive practical skills to offer in terms of those things. So really, I think I was fully aware that I was just going to be doing life with people here and me touching their lives and them touching my lives was going to be the thing that was going to make the difference. And in terms of, of moving in with this this fabulous lady who's turned out to be one of the most important people for me here um, not long after I moved in it turned out she was diagnosed with breast cancer in terms of whether or not I've been changed by being here this woman inspires me every single day her faith and trust in God um, is an inspiration I would go and visit her in hospital every day while she was there and never once did she say oh why God has this happened to me instead all the time it was thank God for sparing my life and Every day she was just saying, I'm just trusting and putting my faith in God. And that's absolutely how she lives. 
she's absolutely changed my life and somebody I'm sure I'll never forget for the rest of my life. Has it caused you to think about the real essence of what being a Christian is all about? It's made me think more, maybe a little bit about what it is to be a missionary, because my understanding of being a missionary was is the same as I was when I was in England. When I worked at the school there, when I did daily life, when I've worked in churches before, all of that was still being a missionary. And I know sometimes you speak to people and they think, oh, it's amazing what you're doing, it's an inspiration, you're off being a missionary in another part of the world. And for me, I think they're an absolute inspiration. And just doing daily, ordinary life, trying to live faithfully as a Christian um, every day in England. And wherever that, that happens to be, wherever they happen to be serving God in the workplace, in the home, um, all of that is Christian ministry for me. I wonder, do you have any stories of the work that you do and how that's impacted on you and, and really encouraged you in what you're doing out there? I think just the, the ordinary stuff of doing life, as I said, with other people. Um, it's, it's always for me an enormous privilege when someone can confide what's going on inside them. Um, so here, the immense privilege of getting to listen to young people share um, maybe just boy trouble or or more serious stuff about problems of violence or alcohol at home or spending someone spending yet another birthday without their mum who's in prison. And so when people open up and let you in to share the joys and pains of their lives, for me, I just find that incredibly humbling because they don't need to do that. And so those times of human connection are really special for me. Are you the only European? Are you the only British person in that area? I am the only European and only British person. When I got here um, last October, I was the only English-speaking person here at all. Um, and then another missionary did come. She came from the States. But we work in different areas of work, so I don't see her very often. I wonder, if have you ever felt lonely and a long way from anybody while you've been there? I'd say one of the things that, um, that would, will stick out for me when I return to England um, about my time in Peru is that is the overwhelming sense of having to persevere every single day. All you're doing is trying to live faithfully, faithfully every day, and that has to be enough. Um, and that has to be, you know, that, that's the thing I'm learning and growing about. Um, I'm learning and growing far more than I'm offering. I'm sure of that. Because for me, I don't feel like I'm having any great impact here or pioneering with anything. Um, it does feel like a struggle. I feel like I'm adjusting to a culture where I, where I just don't fit. Um, in England, I'm not, not since the age of 18 have I been harassed in the street or whistled at by a man. Whereas here, every single day when I leave the house, um, there's people shouting out things in the street or whistling at me. Um, and I'm a 38-year-old woman. That's, that's a bit of a novelty for me. I'm, I'm 5 foot 10. I stick out like a sore thumb. I'm taller than nearly everybody down here in Arequipa. I have pale eyes, whereas everybody here has brown eyes. Everybody has darker skin. So I feel like a bit of a freak, actually, and that's taken some adjusting to. I could live here forever, and I still wouldn't fit in. And an example of that is it literally not fitting in is that I don't fit in on the buses here. Um, at five foot ten, as I said, I'm taller than nearly everybody, and most of the buses here are so small that if there are no seats left on the bus, which is often, I have to stand with my head bent so low that my chin touches my chest, and I have an aching neck for ages afterwards. And if I do get to sit, my legs don't fit behind the seats in front. And those things are difficult to adjust to. And also for me, here that the culture of, of authority, especially in the church, is, is quite different to what I'm used to in England. 
So I'm by nature a very questioning person. I love to learn new things and I love to understand um, why decisions have been made. I will always be completely loyal and go along with those decisions, um, you know, to those in authority, those I, w I work for. But I like to understand why that is. And I learned very quickly here, just don't question anything. If somebody says this is how things are going to change or this is what you're going to do, you just have to do it. From from what you've just been saying, you, you've had a, a few things that you've had to, to wrestle with, if I can put it that way. Has it ever got to the point where you thought, I've had enough, I'm going back? Never, never. One of the, the most fulfilling things for me is knowing that you're doing your best to serve God every day and living in his will. And for me, I believe that this is where, where God wants me to be for this year I've decided to commit to here. And so there's never been a question, no matter how difficult it gets. Um, you can't just walk away when you think this is where God wants you to be. Um, I only have to look at Jesus for my example. Um, at any time he could have walked away, but look at all that he went through for me um, on the cross. Never once did he say, okay, I'm not going to do this. It's time to quit. I'm just going to walk away. It's too hard. <laughs> you know, he never, God never promised that following him was going to be um, an easy ride. And it never has been, not even living as a Christian in England. Um, so I expected difficult times. Um, and... The idea is that you just you just persevere through them and live in faithfulness. Susanna Irvine, with a very honest assessment of what it's like to be a short-term mission partner when you're in a very different culture with no one from your own environment with whom you can share and relate. Carrying her on is that deep certainty that she's in God's place doing what God wants. If you're interested in finding out more about the opportunities for short-term service with CMS, then do get in touch. All the contact details are available through the CMS website, or alternatively, pop in and say hello at the CMS stand at the Greenbelt Festival. That's how Suzanne first contacted us. I'm Mike Stranks, and this has been a CMS Audio Mission podcast. Audio Mission, a CMS podcast.